I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burr, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello and welcome to Q&A, our regular podcast offering from the Hindustan Times. I'm Prashant Jha, the editor, views of the newspaper. The intra-Congress feud in Rajasthan reached an inflection point last week. Chief Minister Ashok Gehlot and his former deputy Sachin Pilot are at war. Sachin Pilot, along with a set of legislators, rebelled against Gehlot. Gehlot responded by mobilizing other legislators of the Congress party as well as independents and those from smaller parties who were loyal to Gehlot to claim that he still had a majority. The Congress dismissed Sachin as deputy chief minister of the state as well as its state party unit chief. Sachin Pilot has claimed that he still remains a Congress person. However, he remains defiant against Gehlot. The two sides are now battling it out in court. In this week's edition of Q&A, I don't want to talk about Rajasthan. Because this crisis is not about Rajasthan. It's not about whether the Gehlot government will survive. It's not about whether Pilot will go to the BJP, will set up a regional party, will return to the Congress. This crisis is about the broader crisis in the Congress party. What is this crisis? What is the crisis of leadership? What is the inability in the Congress party to introspect and review its two consecutive Lok Sabha losses? What is the crisis of the generational transition between the old and the young? Is there a crisis of liberalism within the Congress? It is these questions that I'll seek to address. First up, what is the crisis of leadership in the Congress? After the 2014 elections, Sonia Gandhi retreated. But it took over three years for Rahul Gandhi to take charge as the party president. Rahul Gandhi brought in his own team, which was a mixture of the old and the young. He brought in new ideas. And to be fair, he ran an energetic campaign, particularly in the Gujarat Assembly elections. However, after the Lok Sabha defeat, Rahul Gandhi quit as party president. He seemed to blame everybody but himself for the defeat. And he said that neither he nor any family member will take over as president. But Sonia Gandhi returned as the interim chief. There is now uncertainty about the leadership question in the Congress. There is speculation that Sonia Gandhi wants Rahul to return. Rahul, however, is supposedly reluctant. This reluctance, however, has not translated into a clarion call by Rahul to ask for a transparent election in the party to elect a new president. The rest of the party is waiting as the Nehru Gandhi family resolves the leadership question. Leaders are uncertain. They are unsure about the direction the party would take. 
they are unsure about the leader who would take on Narendra Modi in 2024. And remember, elections are getting more and more presidential, where the question of leadership is very significant. Leaders are uncertain about whether the party will be able to revive at all. And in such a backdrop, it is no surprise that some leaders want to opt out. But this leadership crisis is to do with another crisis. What is that? After any setback, an organization reviews its mistakes. It looks for corrective measures. After the 2014 elections, the Congress tried to do that. It set up an AK Antony committee to review the loss in the elections. The Antony committee submitted its report. But this report was never discussed threadbare in the party or beyond. Corrective measures were not instituted. After the 2019 loss, the Congress did not even put up the pretense of reviewing the reasons for its loss. It did not seek to understand why the electorate preferred Narendra Modi over the Congress leadership. The lack of introspection has meant that there has been no significant national organizational restructuring of the party. It has meant that there is no recalibration of the ideological framework the, the platform on which Congress had fought the elections. If there is no introspection, if there is no question of how the party would revive, if that discussion is absent, then the morale dips. Then leaders once again get uncertain and unsure about the future of the party. Would Congress be able to take on the BJP in 2024 or even in 2029? That is the question that many Congress persons are asking. What is the crisis of this generational transition that we hear about? The battle between the old and the young. Here is the thing. Rahul Gandhi, over the last 15 years, has identified, nurtured and encouraged young talent. These younger leaders reciprocated with their loyalty, support and hard work. The underlying assumption was that eventually they would assume positions of power. When Rahul took over, he attempted a harmonious coexistence of the old and the young. But his term saw the balance somewhat tilted still towards the old guard. After he resigned, the old guard has struck back and struck back with a vengeance. Today, all levers of the party and power in the party continue to be controlled by the old guard. This has left many younger leaders alienated. They wonder when their turn will come. Actually, the entire old-young debate itself is a misnomer. Many of these younger leaders are in their 40s or early 50s. Congress needs to look back at its own history. Rajiv Gandhi demitted office when he was 45. It needs to look at examples from its adversary. Amit Shah took over the party, the BJP, when he was 50. Yogi Adityanath took over India's biggest state as chief minister when he was 45. Congress needs to look at global examples. Barack Obama took over at 47. Bill Clinton at 46. It is this inability to manage the generational transition well that has also crippled the Congress party and left many young leaders uncertain about their future. What is the crisis in terms of communicating concerns and being able to get conflicts resolved within the Congress? Many Congress leaders say that if leaders have grievances, they should come up 
and they should express their grievances in internal party forums. The question, however, is whether these internal party forums are democratic enough. Just recently, there was an instance where a young member at a Congress Working Committee spoke about the need to refine the approach to the government. Criticize policy, don't criticize the Prime Minister. But other members, to show their loyalty, disproved this suggestion and almost ganged up against the suggestion and the person who made the suggestion. The question is not whether people can express their grievances in internal party forums. All those leaders today who are disenchanted have done so. The question is whether the party itself has an effective conflict management framework. Can it reconcile competing ambitions? And in political parties, you have competing ambitions. Can it allay the apprehensions of those who are upset? Who mediates? These questions have not been resolved. And till they are resolved, this tension will remain. The space for democratic dissent in the Congress will shrink. The ability to speak truth to power, the ability to extract concessions, frankly, and politics is about extracting concessions when somebody is upset, to be able to retain that talent will be difficult. All of this, the crisis of leadership, the crisis of revival and introspection, the crisis of the generational transition, the crisis of illiberalism in some form in the party has led to a fifth crisis. What is that? It is the fact that the Congress is unable to do its core job. As the leading opposition force in the country, the Congress's core job is to expose the government, ask difficult questions, make constructive suggestions, erode the support that exists for the government, build political capital and win power. There can be a legitimate case that can be built against the government's handling of the COVID-19 pandemic. There can be a legitimate case that can be built about its handling of the economy. There can be a legitimate case against its handling of the China issue. The Congress has raised questions, but beyond perfunctory statements, this has not translated into messaging that has resonated with the public. And that is because Congress suffers from all the other crises that we spoke about. What is the way out? The Congress needs to introspect. It needs to figure out why it has consistently been losing elections. It needs to retain young talent because these are the leaders who will in their respective states revive the party and sustain the party in the decades to come. But most importantly, the Congress needs to resolve its leadership question. It is time for the Congress to have free and fair elections for the Congress Working Committee, the highest decision-making body in the party, and let that CWC then elect a new president. The Congress owes it to the 110 million-plus voters who supported it in the 2019 elections. It owes this to its own rich legacy. But most importantly, it owes it to Indian democracy, which needs an opposition like any democracy needs one. That brings us to this edition of Q&A. If you have questions that you want to ask, if there are issues that you would like us to engage with, please write to us at podcasts at hindustantimes.com. Please also follow us on all our social media handles on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at HD Smartcasts. Tune in next week. Stay safe. Take care. <laughs> 
This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast. I'm Annie Apple and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series Raising April. It's the most intimate sports related conversations you will hear. Each week we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.